Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. It's Friday. Well, it's not Friday. It's actually Wednesday, but you're going to be listening to this on Friday, so let's pretend. It's Friday. Time for the lockdown. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, don't tell people it's Friday because then if something major happens tomorrow. These idiots didn't even talk about it. You didn't even talk about this. So I'm going to peel back the curtain here. We record on Wednesday, usually, and I post Friday. So that is the inner workings of... The entertainment industry, for those of you out now, there. Now they're going to know where to find us on Wednesday nights. Yep, exactly. We are, 20 years ago or so, on Wednesday nights, you could find me at home. Like, you know, I'd, I'd be watching Angel. Angel, I never saw, I never got into that show. Or Buffy or any, any of this. Yeah. I know you Let love Buffy. You. I know you love Let Buffy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Sarah and I had a relationship. Yeah, you had that stand-up we had a relationship. I'll leave it at that. I don't, I don't think Sarah wants all of uh, our, our personal. She's a very personal person. So, she was. you know, plus Freddie Prince is a dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, wait, is it Freddie? No, it's Carson Daly. Never mind. He's probably um, a dick too. I'm somehow like related <laughs> to him somehow. I don't well, know the details, like a second third cousin or some shit on my and he hasn't been at any of the he hasn't been at any of the picnics yet no i didn't invite him (laughs) i bet you he'd show up he doesn't he doesn't make yeah right yeah now he'd be like i was listening to to the pod last week i heard you drop my name that's cool but yeah we'll do a trl a special trl edition for carson yeah listen when i when i need you I'll, i'll let you know but for, for now, just <laughs> chill in the background. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was a bit of a rough week for me. Uh, right after we shot the, after we did our last show, uh-huh. I wake up to find out that, and when I say wake up, I woke up from like a nap. Okay. To find out that uh, Debo Samuel had, had broken his foot. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And I started to have a flashback from like, I'm like, the last time we lost the Super Bowl to the Ravens, and we're gearing up for, we're like, oh, we're going to have cap the whole season. It's going to be awesome. Crabtree tears his Achilles. Mm-hmm. And then you hear all these different things with this. I'm like, but it's a broken foot. I was like, I broke my foot last year, and I'm fat and overweight. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not. Aren't, in, aren't we all? Uh, I'm not in in you know in pro professional shape. athlete shape. Uh, it should be fine, but apparently he has a Jones fracture, which yeah. can be like a little. Tricky. It could be like nothing, or it could be like, yo, know, we'll see you in two years. Mm-hmm. Now Durant had it, and he was back in like eight weeks. Yeah, and he's a bitch. So, that's <laughs> Oh, Nia uh, didn't, didn't hear that, did she? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there it is. There's the bobblehead, the, the Funko Pop. Yeah, uh, but, and then Trent Taylor 
uh, he did, he had the same injury last year and he had three setbacks. So I'm hoping he got all of the setbacks and none for Debo. That would be ideal. I mean, Debo's talking a lot of shit. He's like, I'll be back week one. I was like, I don't even know if there's going to be football week one. There may not be a week one. You might be there by yourself. (laughs) So yeah. So so Debo with the broken foot and then uh, another injury the next day for to another wide receiver, right? Richie James. Richie I think James. it was the same. It might have been the same day. Same same practice. And uh, he broke his wrist. Mm. But all I guess all of this, I, I'm thinking maybe Dante Pettis put some voodoo on people. <laughs> he might be out here tripping people and shit because the the more people that get knocked out on the depth chart, he gets to climb up it. Yeah, by default. And did you see they they stole our idea again? They are kicking around the idea of larger um, practice squads and expanded rosters for this year. So, well, when they hear geniuses speak, they another, tend to listen, another lockdown right? exclusive. Uh, so that happened, and then and then uh, word no specific names, but word that a couple Niners and some of the Niners coaching staff has tested positive for for COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah, so, um, and this. This stuff keeps happening. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I have a theory that uh, when you hear that there's two people on the team that have it, it's like 15. That there's, yeah, exactly. Totally. All right. Let's, uh, because they're not naming anybody. It's like when a chick tells you how many dudes she banged. (laughs) That's what it is. It's the, it's, it's the the math. You You might subtract five and divide it in half. If you ask, you're setting yourself up to be lied to. <laughs> I think you should just put a number in your head and hope that that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're you're hoping that the two that have it are uh, Richie James and Debo Samuel. So they're out either way. <laughs> yeah. What I really want to know about all these COVID tests and that they haven't released is when did they test positive? Because if they tested positive yeah. in April or May or March or, or even May, I don't really care as much because no. it shows that they're recovered or it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. But if they're just catching it now, like that, it's, it's, it's a difference. I mean, it shouldn't affect the season, but it, it, it speaks to how controllable the season's going to be, which based on everything that's coming out is just looking bleaker and bleaker. It's just seems like it's, uncontrollable which is which is well, a big concern well you see these guys it's like we talked about remember when we saw uh when when they kept showing tom brady working out in all these different places yeah and you're like what are they nuts mm-hmm. you know and, and you and you saw you see more and more of these guys getting together for workouts and the 49ers they had like i don't know it seemed like there was like 20 20 guys you know i i heard Garoppolo's the one who organized or, all yeah. this. Uh, so, um, I hope he's not. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can actually blame him, but if I'm the organization, I, I think I would be like, hey, you guys, we want you to work out, but we don't want you to get 20 of you in a in a in a practice field. Yeah. Now, now the NFL is recommending against, which this is kind of a oxymoron, but individual group workouts. So I don't know what the fucking individual group workout is um, <laughs> since they're antonyms, it's, but they're they're <laughs> I, They don't want them organizing them on their own. 
is is what it is. So, yeah. well, they can't. They can't. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, they don't want them, the individual exactly doing it. So you know that they want to. They want to know. They probably want to know. Hey, should we be doing this or should we be doing that? And you know, Tom Brady was. Tom Brady's been the whole. He's in Florida, like the hotbed of COVID. Well, now it is, yeah. Walking into strange people's houses and and just drinking his ass off. Florida man. Yeah, he is the Florida man now. He became Florida man mad quick. You know, he's walking around like Raylan Givens. He's getting arrested. Cops called on him in parks, (laughs) banging on doors, walking into people's house going, you ain't Byron Leftwich. You know, kissing other people's kids on the mouth. So breaking news right now, as we're having this discussion, uh, details are emerging that the NFL teams will not be allowed to have any seats available for fans in the first eight rows. So what they're planning on doing is tarping them off and then selling the tarp space as ad space to corporations. So first thing that comes to mind is uh why that and not just like have every other row that seems like it more is uh is better spaced out and then you can't put it you can't put a good ad on on a one row yeah i guess but and then the other thing that that comes to mind is what if your season tickets are in those eight rows what are they doing is is row one now row nine i guess you get to you get to stand on the field and coach the team (laughs) yeah i guess so (laughs) you get to make uh, one roster. Some move. some of these franchises may be better off that way. <laughs> yeah. So first eight rows tarped off, selling ads. No fans in those first eight rows. Uh, but then they're still going to cram everybody in rows nine through two hundred and seventy-five. So yeah, good luck with that. I I will not be attending. That's no. what I say now. But I have no intentions on attending any any games this year. And I had. I had big plans this year because uh, Steelers play uh, the Giants, and my wife's a huge Steelers fan. Uh, a couple of her best friends are big-time Giants fans. Uh, then the 49ers, I believe, back-to-back weeks, they play the Giants and the Jets. Huh. Nice. So uh, I don't think – I think I'll be watching those games from uh, the covid list. Couch. I'm not even going to go to a restaurant, let alone a stadium with sixty thousand people. It's it's amazing. Like you ride by. I'm I'm riding down the street. I see all the the outside setups and everything, and the tables are right on top of each other. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell is the point? You might as well eat inside. So one place that had the tents are supposed to be open air tents. This tent had four walls. <laughs> I'm like, what? What is? What is the point? I don't think you fully understand here, but I think it what, might rain. What we're seeing right now <laughs> might rain sideways. What we're seeing right now is the states that get it that have already had their hard hit and like, okay, we we understand for the most part because Jersey's starting to loosen up and get a little bit crazy. So is New York. Um, Cuomo had to threaten to 
shut down the state again after he received uh, like 2,500 complaints the first weekend that restaurants were allowed to open again. And then you're seeing places like Florida who opened up after like two weeks of quarantine and now they're getting just decimated. Florida, California, Texas, they're all getting decimated. The problem is, oh, and Arizona too. Problem is that a lot of these places were like where we were planning on having sports and that's, it's starting to pose quite a problem. And now we're starting to see the NBA players test positive as they're trying to, test to get into this bubble um and then after they test positive they have to quarantine for a couple weeks they need like a certain amount i think it's two negative tests and then 14 days before they can get into the bubble Uh, that's why they're starting to test now ahead of the july 31st start if it there's just a lot going on um uh nico i always screw up his name the joker from 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 the nuggets nico Uh, jokic uh is it jokovic or jokic jokic so he no, Jokovic is the tennis player. tennis player, right? That he, that he got it from, which is what's confusing okay. me even more. So Djokovic had a party. The tennis player had a party in Serbia, and ten people I bet have. You Brady tested, was there, probably, probably. <laughs> ten people have tested positive for COVID that were at this party. One of them is Nico Djokovic, and he's not being allowed back into the states. Uh, so they're working through that. As soon as he has a certain amount of negative tests, they'll let him back in. Um, Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley's backed out of the Lakers. He's not going to be taking the court yeah. uh, at the end of the month. Uh, I hear J.R. Smith I is heard the my main candidate. Man, my yep, your boy. J.R. Shout out to J.R. Smith. I love that dude. Yep. Good dude. Um, maybe going to be taking his place. So there's going to be a lot of shuffling. What what was this I read? I don't know if you saw this. They have seven players to replace uh, seven days to replace players that test positive. Did you see that? I saw. I did see something like that, and I know today was the 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 deadline uh, to report whether you did not want to play or not. Right. And I think and Avery Bradley was like one of the only players I saw. Uh, I guess no. There was one more. I can't remember who. Uh, somebody on Washington. Oh, yeah, because everybody's worried about Washington. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. It was it was a name, but it wasn't like a superstar. Avery Bradley was yeah. not that Avery Bradley's a superstar, but he's he's no. become a household name because yeah. of his involvement and how outspoken he's been about you know the the plans to return to play and all that good stuff. So, uh, if things progress well. I don't want to say if they progress the way they've been going because it's been getting worse, but if they're able to maintain some level of control and stick to the plan about 37 days from now, we will have 38 days from now, we will have NBA basketball and uh, we're going to have some baseball. Apparently a 60 game season is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, the, I, I, I saw a few of the, the, the rules, and I know uh, a lot of people were pushing back. I kind of like them. They're doing the DH. For I don't know why they're changing the extra NL. innings, though. Why are they changing extra I, innings? I, I guess because it's a shorter season. I'm thinking it's a shorter season, and you don't want games like 17, 18 inning games burning guys out. I guess because they're, they're, maybe they're cramming uh, those games in. Yeah, That's the only thing I can think of, but I kind of like it. Yeah, you I mean, somebody up at, at second, and right then and there, it's the the pressure's on. That's true. 
But I think if they if they start you out at second base, maybe you should get two outs. So you're saying put a runner on second, but you only get but two outs in the inning? Oh, there's but, one out already. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Because technically, if you have if you have a runner on second, you can sacrifice twice and and get him home. True. Yeah. So. So I'm I'm not the biggest baseball fan. I don't keep up like I used to. Who's who's the favorite this year? Yankees. Yankees. Well, you got rose colored glasses on, or is that is that accurate? <laughs> I, I I would definitely say that. I mean, the Yankees top to bottom. They, there's no holes in in their lineup, and they just picked up possibly the best pitcher in baseball, Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. So uh, they also should have uh, Aaron Hicks back. He said he'll be back by the time they start. Uh, I don't know about Judge, though. So Judges, I've it's... never seen somebody be out for, for you know, 11 months with a broken rib. I, I saw <laughs> somebody say nobody's more prepared to play only 60 games in a season than Aaron Judge. <laughs> <laughs> he'll play 30 this year. But um, uh, I put money on the Marlins to win the East. I think it is. Uh-huh. I don't know if that bet's still valid or not because this was way before COVID. I put it on because it was like, uh-huh. I th- if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like 500 to one odds. <laughs> that it was. And I'm like, that yeah, sounds good. I'll put 10 bucks on that and win 50 grand. Uh, I have to check that and see if that's still valid. I don't know if they wiped out any of those things. Um, so but baseball's that- coming. Uh, what's the start date for baseball? I didn't see that. Uh, I believe July, I think it was the, I got my date so mixed up. I think it was July 24th. Okay. So they, July they, had, 24th. A, yeah. they had a lot of positive tests too. Five Phillies, yeah. uh, one Blue Jay. Um, what else? I, I remember it was, it was coming fast and furious in the news. Um, and, and now are, are they all in the same area? Right, all the teams are in Florida right now, or most of the teams are in Florida for spring training, and a lot of them, a lot of the spring trainings have been shut down. Correct. Right, I think, and, and uh, they the the families aren't with them. Right, I think, and you know, and it, and uh, I think they were about to let the the families be there more, and I think they're going to shut that down again. So. Yeah, it's going to be one of those things that's very fluid and it changes a lot based on what the current climate is. But some of these states got to get their shit together because they opened up too early. Uh, and a lot of the ones that opened up too early were the ones that were like, hey, come have sports in our state. And stupidly, a lot, a lot of these leagues were like, okay, yeah, nothing bad's going to happen there, so let's do it. Yeah, I mean, you would think that like you could go out in some of these states in like, the desert like Arizona and you know even places like Texas and yeah and Oklahoma or you know places like that that just have all these wide more remote right and just remote and uh you you'd think you'd be able to get some some things going but I mean it, it comes down to dollars and cents they're trying to figure out a way that they can do this as cheap as possible and make a couple of dollars and not lose very much money which I, I mean, I don't blame them, but 
Yeah, it's a business people, for these owners at the end of the day. Yeah. And for the players, too. If it wasn't such a big business, they wouldn't be making millions of dollars. So, well, I'll tell you what. The players, though, like, I thought the deal they got a couple weeks ago was awesome. They, they, they were offered, I think, 70 to 75 games, which is a little less than half the season. And they were going to get, like, three-quarters of their pay. Yeah. But, you know, all of the um, – like the arbitration and shit like that uh, with the contracts. Some of these guys are going to get screwed, I hear. Uh, with the shortened season, it's not it, – it may not count as like – like a guy like Aaron Judge. He might end up getting locked up for another like two years, I believe. Mm-hmm. Because like I guess you get like – it's like prison. You get time served before you can get your your big contract. So I think some of these teams are going to have to kind of bite the bullet and, and do right by the players. Because if, if I'm on a team and I'm a superstar, and which, of course, I would be. Of course. Let's get that straight. <laughs> I don't play unless I'm a superstar. Always give yourself all 99s when you're creating a player. <laughs> You're going to go big or go home. But if that's me, and I know I'm set up to for, for a big payday in a year, and by because of COVID, I end up getting this back, pushed back two years. When, I, when, that come, when that contract comes up, I don't care what you're paying me. I'm not playing for you. Yeah. I'm not playing for you. And speaking of not playing, did you, did you happen to see uh, – Ken Griffey Jr. That that documentary? Yeah. All right. So I haven't watched it yet. It's in the DVR. My dad recorded it, told me about it, said you got to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Did you watch it? I watched uh, – I didn't, I didn't see the whole thing. Okay. Um, because Dunk was – he was going crazy. What, so I said, all right, I'm going to watch it later. Jr. is one, one of my favorite players of all time. He's in, yeah. a, he's in the top three. Um, you know, was didn't have the best years of his career – with my reds but you know it, it was still fun to, good to see he, he did some have good some good ones. ones but obviously you know his best years were as a mariner was in the prime of his career but f- amazing ball player very underrated i think you know if you ask today fans today of you know all-time greats i don't think he comes up in the conversation a lot i don't think he gets the do I, I well i the the gift and the curse is that he played in that era in the, with, era. Yeah. in the steroid era, but with Bonds and McGuire and Sosa and all those guys broke Maris's record. Yep. They Damn. all hit more home runs and, and Griffey never did. But if Griffey hadn't have had so many injuries in his career or had juiced <laughs> or if he had a juiced, he wouldn't have had so many injuries. He would have been hitting a hundred home runs a year if he juiced. <laughs> all right. But um, the the thing with him is those injuries, he had those seasons where it was like, you know, he, he played 111 games, but he hit 40 home runs. Yeah. You know, you miss 50 <laughs> You don't play in 50 games, and, you know, you still hit 40-some-odd yeah, home, like home runs. It's unbelievable. So, but he actually said, you know, his Ken Griffey Sr., played for the Yankees for like four or five years. 
And he had a couple of good years with, with the Yanks in the early 80s. But he said he would never play for the, the Yankees. He said if the Yankees were the last team in the league that would give him a contract, he would retire. Wow. And the reason is when he was a kid, this is like 82, 83, uh, Security comes down. He's in the dugout with his dad. And security comes over and says, uh, Mr. Steinbrenner doesn't want any family or any outside, anybody outside of the team in the dugout. So Ken Griffey Sr. sends Junior, you know, into the locker room, says, just go in the locker room. He goes, but on your way to the locker room, look down third baseline. And Greg Nettles' son, was on the field taking ground balls. And nobody said anything. So Griffey felt discriminated against. Sure. You know, because, you know, Nettles was – he was white. and Still is. You know, yeah, I, I believe he is. <laughs> because I unless, don't know. I unless he's seen dead. Him. I'm not sure. I haven't seen him, be, but – the, I saw Source, Sammy, sources. Say. I saw Sammy Sosa twenty years ago, yeah, and I saw Sammy Sosa point. two things, months ago. Things change, <laughs> yeah. so you know. But but that I thought that that was uh, that was pretty interesting hmm. because if I was an aging left-handed power hitter, the first place I would look to play is New York. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, you know, like I could Griffey, still get it out of that that corner. Yeah. Like I wanted, I wanted Bonds when Bonds had like one knee, and you know, all the syringes were gone. <laughs> I was like, "Please sign Bonds." Oh, Bonds! I was like, Bonds will hit thirty-five home runs as a part-time player. Speaking of Bonds, did you see that video that came out this week of Jimmy Leland putting Bonds in his place? Mm-mm. It was uh, during spring spring training, and I guess Bonds was complaining about having to participate in spring training, and Leland, Leland just told him, shut the fuck up or go home. I don't want to hear this shit. I don't care if you're the best player on the team. It was it was great. It was uh... – So so when did, when did Bonds come back after that? <laughs> I can almost guarantee you he went home. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, Leland put him in his place. It's like a 57-second video, but it was pretty I good. check that out. Yeah. Bonds, listen – Bonds, steroids are like when I think of the the steroid guys, I know Bonds is a guy that comes up, but Bonds was a great player before without wow. any oh, without any juice. The guy is a Hall of Famer. You take away, I don't care what anybody says. Without the juice, he still might be the best player of Def- all time. Definitely, yeah, and that's that's a shame that it tarnishes and it certainly put him over the top. And his best years were with the Giants there. Um, but yeah, he was he was a fantastic player. Hit hit for power, good fielder. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he was, was a perennial gold glover. He 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 stole fifty bases in a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean he had forty forty he had a forty forty season. He did. And then he put on like seventy five pounds and uh pure <laughs> rock hard muscle, baby. Unadulterated muscle. Yep. He was uh he was a beast and then yeah. Don't forget about the, the two hat sizes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that I mean so that you, happens. I work out hard, my head gets bigger too. If if my head gets bigger and I'm almost forty, if my head gets bigger 
at this point in life, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> you got too many hats, too much money invested <laughs> in hats. <laughs> I'm just going to feel awkward. Like people are going to, I feel like people will now be like, yo, your head didn't used to be that big. Did it? <laughs> I've been working out. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. One that bonds program. Yeah. So I got to watch that Griffey thing. Um, yeah, just, uh, it's, it's on, it's on the list. I'm anxiously awaiting some live sports here. Um, but we are in we are in hot take season now because I think a lot of outlets are getting sick of talking about COVID. They're getting yeah. sick of, you know, talking about what we're talking about, where, oh, the season's supposed to start and this person's not playing, this person's not playing, this person tested positive. And they want some actual stuff to report on. But I saw something came out yesterday from CBS sports. And there's actually two lists that they released. And the the one that I thought was the funniest was yesterday. So it's the top 10 safeties for the 2020 season. So that's for the upcoming season. So I'm guessing they predict these safeties to be the best in this year. So 10, 10 a lot. That's a lot of safeties, right? So you figure maybe if you're lucky, one team's got a top, top 10 and, maybe a bottom 10 safety. So it, it, it's certainly a hard position to stack. It's, it's, it's a tough, it is a tough one because safeties are so hard to rank because they don't necessarily always get the, you know, the numbers. Right. Maybe not a lot of ton of tackles, not a ton of turnovers. It's difficult. I mean, if you watch the game, you know who the impact safeties are, but this is a couple things jumped out at me. One, Eddie Jackson's not on the top 10, which yes, Bears fan, get it. So I got a a little biased, but there's a couple names on here I'm going to throw out. I have no idea how they put ahead of him. So first one I'm going to throw out is number five, Anthony Harris. Anthony Harris has been a starter for less than a season for the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Had a good year last year. I believe they put the franchise tag on him. I, I cannot in any way, shape, or form, see how anybody puts him above Eddie Jackson. So there's number one. Uh, here's another one. Number seven on their he's list. Gonna have a, he's going to have a monster year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> number seven on the list, Devin McCourty. So I get it. Devin McCourty is a good name. He's been good for a lot of years. No, no way I'm putting him above Eddie Jackson on the safety list at this point in his career, especially for the upcoming season. Uh, number ten, Earl Thomas. I, I can't. I, I, I just don't see how you're putting any of these safeties, any of these guys, above Eddie Jackson. Now you don't think Earl Thomas deserves to be on the list? I, I don't. It's not that I don't think he deserves to be top ten. I, I can't put him on and leave Eddie Jackson off. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean. I mean, for Christ's Earl, sakes, the Vic, the Vikings have number four and number five. Safety's on the list. Harrison Smith, I get. You want to put him top 10? Absolutely, I put him top 10. Um, so uh, I'll, I'll burn through the list real quick, right? Uh, now, I'm, guessing, I'm guessing Adams is going to be one or two. He's three. He's three. He's okay, three. what about Tyron Matthew? Number one. Number one. So okay. best, I, best, I can't... best safety in the NFL they have him being. Um, which, uh, look, he, he elevated Casey's defense enough and did so much for them. I don't think he's the best safety in the NFL, 
but I, I do. I, I can see that. I can see that he's number one on the list. So you got Matthew number one, Minka Fitzpatrick number two, Jamal Adams three, Harrison Smith number four, Anthony Harris five, Justin Simmons six, McCourty seven, Derwin James eight. That's very low for Derwin James. Um, nine, Kevin Bayard or Bayard from the Titans. And the Titans, 10, yeah. And number 10, Earl Thomas. I, I just I, don't, I mean, I don't I, understand how you leave Eddie Jackson off the list completely. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, uh, uh, I think he's going into his fifth year. He's still in his rookie deal, so I think he's going into his fifth year, maybe fourth. And if, Scott, if the Bears, If the Bears had that year they had two years ago, he would be on that list, probably somewhere around the, like five it, or six. It's recency bias. It's hundred percent what it is. It's you know like oh yeah okay. Um, I'm gonna look this up right now. I I believe he has five touchdowns in his career already. So I'm I'm gonna look this up, but I the I already named the the ones that I have a serious problem with them being on the list and him being off the list. It, I get it. It's the age of the safety right now. It, it really kind of is because they're moving these guys all over the field. They're, mm. they're doing things. They're kind of playing linebacker-ish. They're um, being expected to guard tight ends. But this is just an interesting list to me. Well, that's like – I mean, it, it is Tyron Matthew. I mean, he, he's almost positionless. Yeah. Because – you can actually you can put him on. I, he Arizona used to do all the time. Put him on receivers. Uh, you know he comes in the box. He's on blitzes. He's covering deep. He's covering over the middle. I don't have a problem with him being one. I, I mean Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, I didn't think they were going to give him the love that they did. To tell you the truth, but he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable last year. He. He anchored that defense for the Steelers last Definitely. year. Yeah, as soon game. as as soon as they got him, their defense became like stout. His first game was against the 49ers, he got an interception. I yeah, mean it was at, off you were at that game, right? It was off of a tip. I was. I was. A glorious win. So Eddie Jackson, three seasons in the NFL. Ten interceptions, uh, five touchdowns, which is insane. Uh, he's he's asked to do everything. It's like Dion numbers. Yeah, everything all over the field. Uh, they they matched him up uh, on Amari Cooper several times last year during during the uh, the Cowboys game. Um, he is the. He scored two touchdowns of 75 yards or more in a single game. That hasn't been done in something ridiculous, like 46 years or something crazy like that. No. Uh, hold on. I'll, I'll find this. I think he might have been the first player in NFL history to do that, to score two defensive touchdowns. Uh, okay, so here it is. October 22nd, 2017, four solo tackles, deflected a pass, made his first career interception, forced a fumble, and scored two touchdowns. Uh, he recovered a fumble from Cam Newton, 
and returned for a 75-yard touchdown. During the second quarter, he intercepted a pass attempt and returned it for a 76-yard touchdown. Uh, yep, first player in NFL history with multiple 75-yard defensive touchdowns in the same game. Never happened before, hasn't happened since. So I've, I've done it on Madden several times. Absolutely. Absolutely. But so, uh, so there's that. So Mike Conover's on the top 10 too. Um, it's just when, when you're a safety, we're talking about how they don't have the numbers with the takeaways and things like that. And then he's got insane stats like that. Right. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense to me. It ain't like he had a horrible year last year either. Yeah. I, it, like you said, the recency bias is, is, is what that is because if what were the bears 13 and three or 12 and four, what were they 12 and four, yep. 12 and four. If that's that team that 12 and 14 with that ridiculous defense, they're talking, I, they're going to put him at the top and they're going to put him in the top five. Yeah. So here's, here's Fitzpatrick's numbers. Um, two years. So obviously less because two is a smaller number than three. <laughs> um, it five five picks with the Steelers last year, which again for safety is phenomenal. Two uh, with Miami the year before that, uh, so for a total of seven. So he's he's averaging just about the same amount uh, of uh, of turnovers. I'm looking to see if he has any touchdowns. Um, three touchdowns. So third, the amount of touchdowns, um, 70% of the interceptions in, you know, 66.6% of the games played. So pretty, pretty comparable. So if you're going to put Fitzpatrick too, which I'm not necessarily saying I have a problem with, how do you not, how do you not get Jackson in the top 10? Just crazy. It is. It is but I, I, I really, I, I would love when, whenever you, they, they come out with lists like this. I would love an explanation. You know, like, all right, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I want a little blurb on why you're picking these people. And I'd like a little conversation. Yeah, on it's why just a list. You, why, some, <laughs> why some people didn't get picked. Because I feel like when they, when they do these, they just – you know, they're like, okay, who was in the Pro Bowl last year? And then, okay, well, we're going to take uh, those guys in the Pro Bowl and then we'll take uh, four other people that we know who they are. Yeah, I feel, I feel like, you know, they, they kind of make these lists and then they're like, oh, let's uh... – this can't be real. So I'm looking at – no, this can't be real. It is. Well, we can't all see it, so let's okay. – you got to share with the class. All right, so I'm, I'm looking at the top ten corners list from CBS Sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh... – all right. <sighs> Sorry, I'm a little flabbergasted here. They've got Joe <laughs> Hayden as the third best quarter in the NFL. Now, Joe Hayden, Joe Hayden had – He had a resurgence. He, had, he did. Ever since he got with Pittsburgh, he's, he's, 
he's kind of got that bounce back too. But I think he might be treading a little bit on on things he's done in the past. But um, but again, same thing for the, for the upcoming season. And this is by Patrick Walker, who I've never heard of, but he writes for CBS Sports apparently. All right, so number one, Stephon Gilmore. Not too much argument there. He's uh, he's become a shut down corner. Number two, Marcus Peters. And I I, I couldn't uh, disagree with that more. Yep, that trade really worked out for them as well. Here, here's the thing with here's the thing with Peters though. Peters is like he's the guy who'll have like five six interceptions every every year. Mm-hmm. But how many times does he get burned? Burned because because he's and he's a nut and he's a nut too. Yeah, this is an interesting list. So, uh, Joe Hayden, number three. Jalen Ramsey. How, how, how is Ramsey behind Hayden and Marcus Peters? He, yeah. And then <laughs> Ramsey's number four. Patrick Peterson, number five. Peterson didn't have the best year last year. Uh, Byron Jones, number six. Wow. Tredavious White all the way down Byron to jo- seven. Byron Jones, what does he have? One career interception? Uh, I think it was zero. I think it was zero. I really do. Um, Is Sherman on the list? He's not. Wow, because he was like the number two rated corner last year. Yeah, Sherman had a great year last year. Um, okay. I'm going to look up the uh, Byron Jones career picks, but I think it was zero. Um, let's see. So Byron Jones, six. Tredavious White, number seven. That's a little low for White. Uh, all right, so he has uh, Byron Jones has two career interceptions uh, in five seasons. That's it. That's nuts. Um, Tre'Davious White number seven, Xavier Howard eight, uh, Chris Harris nine. Don't know Chris Harris is a top ten corner at this stage in his career anymore. And not not anymore. Not, not anymore. anymore. Um, and Marshawn Lattimore number ten. Yeah, and Lattimore, I, Lattimore could probably be higher. Than, I don't know that I'm prepared 10. to make my own top ten list, but this just something this just doesn't sit right with me. So I'm going to put Tre'Davious White higher. That's the first thing. I can't believe he's at seven. I don't know that uh, Joe Hayden's above Tre'Davious White. If I'm picking, if when I see a list like this, I'm like, okay, if if I'm on, have a franchise and I'm allowed to pick corners to start my franchise which ones am I picking in order? And there, I don't think there's any shot in hell that for the upcoming season, I'm putting Tredavious white four slots behind Joe Hayden. I don't know how Joe Hayden's on the list. I, I really he's don't three on the list. I don't know how he's three on the list and Sherman's not even on the list. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just put any rookies on here just for the hell of it. <laughs> they might as well. Huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying Joe Hayden's not a top 10 corner. I'm just not putting him above some of these guys behind him. I'm not putting him above Jalen Ramsey. I'm not putting him above Tredavious White. Um, Marlon Humphrey had a hell of a season too. Darius Slay had – look, okay, great. So, again, if we're doing this for the 2020 season, Slay didn't have a great year last year, but I think he's in a much better position in Philly this year. So he's probably top ten. Oh yeah, yeah. You could definitely yeah, yeah. Kyle absolutely. Fuller. Kyle Fuller's Kyle probably Fuller. on the list somewhere. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do our own top ten for the next list because yeah. I, I feel like the CBS Sports list they're just um, throwing some shit together. We'll have to make sure we send it over to CBS and tell them this is how you do a list. God damn it! Yeah, I never even heard of this guy, Patrick Walker. He's the one uh, putting these lists together. He did both of these actually. Interesting. Well, look, this is the type of shit that people are going to fill their Twitter accounts and 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 headlines with and podcasts uh, with, with just trying to find stuff to talk about until there's actually actual sports to be played. Um, I saw an interesting interview with Ted Ginn today. Did you see that? I did not. Ted Ginn Jr. said he thinks that Trubisky will win the job uh, and that he'll be the starter. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've seen a lot lately about how he's pissed off. Uh, but I don't think that matters. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> think I, I really just don't see any way that he wins the job. And this is to me is it's silly to talk about, to be honest with you, because what I see very possibly happening is they go to camp Trubisky does well in camp and then they get in the preseason games, whether it's one or two or the seven on seven drills or joint practices or whatever it is that they do. And he still misses throws and misreads the defense and full still looks more comfortable in the offense in week one. He's in front of him. And I don't know what That's, Tedkin's basing, basing that on. That's the other thing. Like, what are you basing? this? Maybe, on? maybe he just, maybe he likes Trubisky. Maybe he doesn't like Foles. Because I think Foles, Foles has shown that he can fail as, as, as well as he can succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had some, some, some real crappers to go along with some good seasons. His last season in Philly wasn't, you know, like off the charts spectacular. No. The year before that, when they won the Super Bowl, he was, you know, he was really good. But – I think people figured out that, you know, he's, he's kind of limited in what he can do. And I, I, I almost want to say that the tape is out on him. It could be. It could be. That's, I think that's what they're going to look for, though, is just do a little bit. That's Yeah, just don't mess up. Yeah, the exact quote is, uh, right now I believe that Trubisky is going to be our starter. You know, as much as we're going – we're going to fight for him as much as we can. Okay, so you you believe he's your starter because you're going to try to make him look good. What does it – does that mean you're not going to try to make Nick Foles look good? (laughs) Listen, Ted Ginn better worry about making himself look good. He's no spring chicken. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But, I mean, it it comes down to – I think if they can just say one of you guys don't lose games for us, the bears, the bears can be fine. That's, that's what they need. I'm a firm believer in you do not have to have a quarterback that is lights out and he's going to put the team on his back and carry you. You just need a guy who's good, who isn't going to screw it up. Yeah. If you get a guy who's good, who's not going to lose you the game, 
and I mean, the rest of the, and the rest of the team is good. I mean, if you have an average quarterback and the rest of your team is average or below average, you're not going to win shit. I mean, but, look at what the Steelers did last year with terrible quarterback play. They were able to get to eight and eight. If, if, and and you know, I was I was actually talking about this uh, the other day. Um, the Steelers, I. I think are a team you have to watch out for. And I'm, I'm talking to this guy and he's a Ravens fan. And he's like, Oh, the Ravens are going to just, you know, mop the floor with the Steelers. Like they didn't mop the floor with the Steelers last year, this year, yeah. this past year. And they didn't have their best player. They didn't have Ben Roethlisberger. He's possibly the best quarterback in franchise history. Speaking they don't have of- him. Hold on. I'm going to completely change the subject here. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. Did you see? I did. <laughs> okay. All right. I did. Hold His on. addictions. I forgot. I completely forgot about this when we were talking about stuff to talk about. Okay. So I he had... said, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm reading the article and I, and I kind of like bust out laughing. Yeah. And my wife I think that's like, every dude la- does the same thing. When they what, are you, what are you, what are you laughing at? And I said, well, I said, I'm reading this article about Roethlisberger. Uh, I was like, uh, he's talking about, he's like this born again Christian. She's like, oh, that's old news. She's like, that's from a couple of years ago. I said, yeah, I know. I said, but did you hear? I was like, he's talking about how he had some addictions. She goes, what was he addicted to like painkillers? I said, probably, but he's not talking about that. (laughs) He said he was addicted to alcohol and pornography and i feel like at some point in every dude's life they're addicted to porn yeah and i think his thing was he has enough money he can order all the movies he wants and nobody's checking it's it's usually like age 12 (laughs) where you're addicted to porn though that's the thing it's usually not I'm a 35-year-old multi-millionaire professional (laughs) athlete quarterback who is addicted to you porn. Maybe he was, maybe he was like good friends with Kellen Winslow. Well, there was that story with him and Stormy Daniels. (laughs) So yeah, I see this article and I'm like, okay, first of all, no offense to Ben. I get it. He's, he's reborn. You're having you don't a, have to, a Zoom conference and you want a speaker and you pick Ben Roethlisberger as your speaker? All right. Now, I am all for people bettering themselves, and I would never make fun of somebody who's trying to better themselves. Not me. Fuck that. No, I'm just but, but, But listen, I understand it might be part of a like a 12-step process and whatnot, but everybody doesn't need to know about your porn addiction, unless you got to like a real scary place where you were on like, you were riding like the, the city bus and you know, you're watching porn without your headphones on and it's blasting and you're sitting next to kids. So you're on the subway. That's actually what comes to mind when I read this. I'm like, is he trying to get out ahead of some story that's about to leak? Right. (laughs) He was on a plane. Right. Was he, was he whacking in the tool shed? And somebody <laughs> caught him, Beavis and Butthead style. I caught these boys whacking in the tool shed. 
shit. I caught your quarterback <laughs> whacking in the equipment shit. <laughs> so is there a story that's about to leak that like he owes like only fans like a quarter of a million dollars or he was <laughs> on the team bus and it was jerking off to Mia Khalifa or he was walking Stormy Daniels to her room and he didn't want to leave until she gave him a private show. Like what is about to happen that he's deciding oh. now to come forward? Or is it just that the world is so fucked up and there's so much shit right now? He feels <laughs> he's he can like, just come out with this and it's not this even going to be the news. Time. Yeah. But I'm telling but if he's no longer addicted to porn, is that arm really ready to throw for four or 5,000 yards? <laughs> Somebody posted a picture of him with like ice packs on his shoulder and his elbow, and they're like, "Oh, now we know why he was so sore." Like, how much that's porn what, was Buddy watching? That's what happened. That's what happened to his elbow. He couldn't read that goddamn. He's like, "I don't need to read this playbook." Uh, goddamn. But ben. do you do you watch uh, uh, Ramy or Ramy? It's on Hulu. No. <laughs> You got to watch it. You got to watch it. But me and Khalifa was in it. She was like uh, this like big time. Uh, I don't know if he was like the Ayatollah or something. I don't know what he was. But this this big big time Arab dude uh, <laughs> was uh, they were they were trying to to get him to donate to their mosque. And he had he had already donated like two million dollars, but he was going to pull it away because some crazy stuff happened. But uh, apparently he had like a porn addiction. And the way he got to stop it was he, he's like, I need to stop looking at Mia Khalifa's breast. So the way I do that is I'm going to drink her breast milk. What? So he, he would have her come in there and she would like empty out her tits. You know, and I, have the, drink. I have the same addiction and I think it's only the same <laughs> cure that can help me out. So me, well, me, should, me, and Ben. Yeah, I think he paid her like a hundred grand or something like that. I make some white Russians with it. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, so yeah, so that that comes out, and it's it's not really good. I think if you're hardcore into the sports world or a Steelers fan or something, you're going to hear that. But I, it's not making major news outlets right now, so it's probably a good time to to release that. I don't know, news, I guess. I'm doing finger quotes news. Um, but what what's overshadowing it, obviously, now, all the talk of COVID, but this Bubba Wallace story. So I, I kind of, I got a little sad and then a lot happy when the result of the FBI probe came out. Yeah. Because my initial reaction was, everybody's going to say he made it up which is not right. the case. And we'll talk about that. Right. But then I got really happy because I'm like, you know what? There's no hate crime here. And that's, that's the important thing. That is the most important thing that matters. And what everybody says about it doesn't really matter because nobody was hateful enough to do that. And it was just a misunderstanding. Right. And it just pisses me off now that we're seeing all this Bubba Smollett nonsense and yeah, He's not even the one who reported it. No, he's he he never saw it. No. NASCAR contacted him. NASCAR was like, okay, we think there's a noose in this garage. We cannot this can be anybody else's garage, but not Bubba Wallace's. <laughs> yeah. 
And did you see the picture of it? I didn't. They said it's it a garage is, pull, right? Like that's it what is they... tied. It is tied kind of like a, a noose, uh-huh. but I mean, it could maybe fit like a mouse in the noose. Like oh, it, oh, it was Lordy. a it was a tight it was a tiny loop. But I I don't know who made the stretch that that it was a noose, but I guess better safe than sorry. But I I give them credit for have... overreacting than underreacting because this right. happened six months ago. They're like, <laughs> oh shit, oh well. And that's the end of it. So calling in the fucking FBI to investigate it is great. It would have been fantastic if they could have somehow done that without, you know, reporting it without to the world it, yeah. that there was a noose in his garage. Um, but I'm just relieved but, that. But I, I do see why they, they, they did report it because yeah. if it gets, if, if they don't make a big deal about yeah, it, it makes it seem like and it, it comes under. Exactly, and then it, then it looks like they're sweeping something under the rug. Uh, I think that looks worse. But uh, I, I'm like you. I'm glad it it didn't uh, it, it didn't turn out to to actually be anything hateful. And uh, I was I was talking to uh, was talking to Nia about this uh, yesterday, and I was like, you know, the fact that. Uh, that you know Bubba Wallace didn't have anything to do with it is all going to come to light and I don't think but it's gonna be going to be ignored by the racist <laughs> right the and, and that's what I said I said I said the people who are saying horrible things about him are going to say horrible things about him anyway yeah and if, they're just and, and I was like they're just gonna look stupider when they say when this is this is what they're using as their fuel and they don't really have a leg to stand on. So, you know, I know they keep calling him like Bubba Smollett and stuff yeah. like that. You but, know, if it was a noose, they would have been like, good, he deserves it. And now that it's not, yeah. they're like, he made it up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't win with those kind of people. It's like you said, no. there's some people that I'm you just can't put change a noose, their mind. I'm going to put a noose in his garage anyway. Right, exactly. Well, I'll, I'll show him what a noose <laughs> looks like. But here, here's <laughs> the thing. It led to one of the coolest moments in sports the coolest moment in sports this year for sure all the all the drivers the pit crew everybody pushing his car to the front of the line gave me chills it was fucking awesome so cool to show that they stood with him and they stood against everything that that news potentially stood for um i i thought that was just amazing and i i questioned it when i when i first uh, i don't mean to, to you know breeze over that point because that was awesome but um, I questioned it at first because I'm like, there's got to be, like, these cars are, cameras. like, million-dollar cars. Yeah. There's got to be cameras everywhere. Yep. Who would risk their career to put a noose in, like, you know what I mean? That's like, what's confusing to me is it's very yeah. restricted area. Right. Like, it, it's, it's going to get narrowed down to certain people who were there at certain times when this could have happened. Like, are you really putting your career uh, on the line for that? Yeah, that was I was I was anxiously awaiting to find out who did it because you're right. It's it, at that point it had to be another driver, a member of the pit crew, or an NASCAR official. Any of those things. I mean, obviously, if it's a pit crew, it's like the least impactful thing. But it's you. You're you're putting your career on the line. Got to be cameras there. I'm assuming key cards and stuff in and out. So I was like, wow, I can't wait to find out what happened here. 
And then again, best case scenario that it, it's not what happened. It'd been in there. Um, and then I guess they had authenticated video going back to November that shows which I don't know what kind of security system they have, but to be able to go back that far is pretty impressive. Right. But uh, I mean, all in all, I'm, I'm glad that this is probably going to be something that gets brushed over. And I hope, uh, I hope, I hope Bubba gets a couple wins this year and can, uh, can really shove it in some people's faces. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the best possible outcome to this. Um, NASCAR took the right steps, did what they supposed to do, took it seriously. It got enough attention. Didn't, wasn't a huge fan of obviously the Jamel Hill article that came out. I don't know if you saw that. I think no, the no, title I didn't. and she wrote this. I don't know if it was the same day that they found the news or the day after um, the title of the article was Bubba Wallace incident. Uh, a reminder, a disgusting reminder of who NASCAR is for. And it's a shame that she wrote that article then because now the, all the valid points that she made in that article and Jamel Hills is she's, she's a controversial figure, right? So if you're a racist, obviously you hate her. If you're neutral, you feel like all she talks about is race. And this gives the racist, ammunition against her to say that she's a race baiter when in reality she didn't really say anything that wasn't true in that article no um i mean just the fact that they had to ban the the confederate flag shows the type of person that watches nascar no and and it just it's unfortunate timing she is uh i loved her when she was on uh espn Mm -hmm. um she was she was one of the people who who didn't want to stop talking about cat right you know and she didn't want to stop talking about she's i mean look she's she's a woman in sports that is also black you know she is like i i can't even say behind the eight ball <laughs> i don't even know if they've I don't even know if they're letting her in the rack half the time, you know, yeah. like anything that she does, you know, there's somebody that's going to knock her down say, Oh, you only did this because you're black. You only got this because you're a woman, you know? And she's actually, you know, if you listen, if you just listened to things she has to say, she's extremely intelligent. And I think she has a great point of view. Uh, she has a great perspective of sports. Um, and she's also a 49ers fan. Yeah. As is Stefania Bell, another, another ESPN female reporter. So, so yeah, the, so the deal with the Jamel Hill article, she comes out with this, and then Megan Kelly attacked her yesterday, demanding an apology. Um, which is again, we're just crossing all all kinds of lines here because you know, I don't think that you can say that I don't word this the right way. She said that in the article that NASCAR is for racists. I don't I don't know that you can say that, right? That watching right. cars drive around in circles is for racists. Because it's not like they're driving around in circles dragging black people behind. <laughs> However, 
I think it's fair to say that a fair amount of racists watch NASCAR. It's one of those like kind of ipso facto things. Well, well, I I think, I think it's a a stigma that goes along with it. I mean, it's, it's the biggest base. Look at the voices we're doing when we're talking about NASCAR, right? (laughs) We're doing your quintessential redneck idiot voice because it's for me, that's just what I associate with. And it's not, it's not even like, I'm not like associating it with somebody I know who watches NASCAR. It's just like, I don't know. That's just, it's kind of a stereotype, but it, it, it for me, it feels like it's true. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the, the big, the big base of, of NASCAR is going to be in the South. Yep. You know, and you know, uh, I don't want to say the mentality of a lot of, of, of all Southerners is that of racist but as you can see even in the especially in the last couple of weeks there are some very interesting views coming from some of our southern states yeah and by interesting you mean racist as fuck (laughs) yeah i have you know I, i i know people down south and i know um so i don't want to call all people uh just because you're a Southerner that automatically makes you a racist. No. But if you're a Southerner in one of these Southern states, I'm sure you know some racist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's probably a lot more, let's say a lot more widely accepted down South um, as is NASCAR. It's probably a lot more right. popular in, in that area. But again, you, you don't see the NFL or the NBA or MLB having to say, Hey, no Confederate flags at our sporting events. So that just that in and of itself tells you something um, and, and tells right. you that she's not wrong when she says that right. you know, sports for racists, not that it's designed well, for racists, I, I, it certainly I think, seems to attract more racists. I think NASCAR is trying to get away from that. Yes. I think NASCAR is trying to broaden their horizon. They're probably, I think NASCAR is saying like, if we can make it so that, you know, it's not geared towards what people think, uh, our fan bases will, you know, we can weed out. you like, Hey, if you want to be a racist piece of shit, don't watch our races. That's fine. Cause there's plenty of people who like to see fast cars that aren't racist pieces <laughs> of shit. Yeah. So, and her, her comeback to Megan Kelly was cause Megan Kelly was, you know, demanding an apology to NASCAR fans. And she says, I'm old enough to remember NASCAR banning the Confederate flag from races. You know, it was a couple weeks ago. So yeah. that's, and that's the perfect way to defend it is right. no other sport has to do this, but NASCAR. And it's, it's the flag of popularity. I would say you probably see just as many of those, if not more so than, than American flags at those races. And I'll tell you another thing. I cannot stand when one adult says to another adult, they have to apologize. Right. You know, first of all, you don't ever have to apologize. If that's, if that's your point of view, that's your point of view. You know, that's your opinion. Fine. You know, like you can say, look, I wasn't trying to be malicious. You know, that's, that's it. But I hate the, the, the fact that anytime, uh, you know, an athlete or a celebrity does something and somebody doesn't like it, you have to apologize. So you basically have to apologize for everything you do. 
that reminds me, and we're just jumping from topic to topic here because you keep <laughs> saying, things. did you see the Serena Williams tweet? I did. Okay, so this was awesome. So I, a lot of people are, I don't want to say taking it out of context, but sort of misinterpreting what she said. And I think I get the gist of what she, she's trying to say. So she put this out. It's actually Facebook. Um, it ended up on Twitter too, because that's the way all these social media things work. But um, Sunday, Sunday morning, Father's Day, she says, I'm sick of COVID-19. I'm sick of black versus white. I'm sick of Democrats versus Republicans. I'm sick of gay versus straight. I'm oh, sick of yeah. Christians versus atheists. I'm really sick of the media. I'm sick of no one being allowed to think what they want and feel what they do without offending someone. I'm sick of nosy-ass people who call the cops when anyone does anything they don't approve of. I'm sick of blaming the whole for the sins of the few. We're one race, the human race. You want to support President Trump, you do you. It's your choice. You want to support Biden? Fine, also your choice. You want to believe in God? Okay, believe in God. You want to believe in magical creatures that fly around and sprinkle fairy dust to make life better? Awesome, do you. Stop thrusting your beliefs on others and not being able to deal with the fact that they don't have the same exact mindset as you. Having our own minds is what makes us individual and beautiful. You can't handle the fact that you may have a friend that has opposing views as you, then you're not any better than the bigots and the racists. I don't agree with everything you believe to be a decent human being and your friend. I don't have to agree with everything you believe to be a decent human being and your friend. So that's an awesome statement. Obviously, you know, no one, no one's going to condone hate, bigotry, or racism in that. Those things aside, um, she's right, 100%. Uh, I can't tell you – I know you've mentioned many times that you've had debates with people that ended up civil – and mm-hmm. at the end of the, the, the debate or the discussion, everybody kind of says, okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. I, I, this is what needs to happen. And in the world of sports, like you said, why do they have to apologize? If that's the way you feel, I'd rather you come out, show me who you right. are. So I know who you right. are. So I can decide right. whether or not I want to support you. Right. Jamel, I, I she, mean, she shouldn't apologize. No, no. That's if, if that's what she thinks, that's, her opinion. That's her. If you don't like somebody's opinion, just don't just be done with it. Yeah. If if you can't like you can always especially with social media, it drives me crazy with some of the people who get into these arguments. If you don't like something that somebody says, you don't have to go back and forth with them for two hours. Just scroll past. It. Yeah, just mute them. <laughs> just, just, just scroll past. It, you know, it's it's really never that big of a deal. Um, sometimes you you run into things where you're like, oh, I kind of want to address that because that affects me personally. I, look, the same side of that coin is stick up for what you believe in, but don't. That doesn't mean the other person has to see your side. Just speak your piece. Exactly. And move, and that's move what on. I, and, and and that's what I mean. You you don't have to try and make you don't have to try and force people to think the same way as you you know but i i mean i'm i'm one of those people that you know i feel like i i'm like uh, i said what i said yep you know if you don't like it you don't like it you know it, you know that's that's just it you know <laughs> You know, if I I would be like the worst celebrity everywhere, that like I'd be blackballed by everything. I'd be like, 
Like, uh, Mike, you're gonna have to, <laughs> you're gonna have to apologize. For that. Oh, I get in front of a microphone. Like anybody who was uh, offended by what I did last night, uh, you go to hell. <laughs> I, I meant that shit. In case you were wondering. <laughs> I mean, it seems to work for Mel Gibson. He can get away with whatever the fuck he wants. I think they leave Mel Gibson alone. They're like, oh, okay, Mel, no problem. I, I saw on Twitter the other day that he uh, apparently called somebody an oven dodger, which took, <sighs> took me a minute to, <laughs> to correlate in my brain. And then <laughs> once, once I drew the yeah, you line, got, I'm like, you got what he was saying. I'm like, oh, no, that's really bad. Yeah, he's, uh, he has said some horrible yeah, horrible it things and it's and it's and it's very upsetting to me it's very upsetting to me because there are quite a few mel gibson films that i really like and i'm like wow this dude is a really good actor because yeah he acts he, you he know acts he's like a human being not a hateful piece of shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, he's consistent though i'll give him that he is he he believes what he believes he may want to say sorry because he's an asshole he, he he's, he's a dick. He's a dick. So um scratch that. He should say sorry. He should say sorry. Uh last thing before we uh before we end this episode. There was a poll that went around. So I don't know if it was a poll. I think it was ranking the the bottom it was ranking the quarterbacks of all 32 franchises for the past decade. That's what it was. Bears ranked dead last um, of all the franchises, which is difficult to to argue. Of the last decade? Of the last decade. It's just all the quarterback play cumulatively. Okay. And, you know, they said, okay, well, so the Bears were last, but, you know, who's your favorite Bears quarterback? And pretty much everybody said Jay Cutler. So when I opened Twitter and I saw that Jay Cutler was trending, it was no surprise. I was a little surprised for why he was trending, though. So I'm going to play this clip for you. Don't worry, I'll edit it so it sounds nice and clean. <laughs> this is Jay Cutler. So I always liked Jay Cutler. I thought he was entertaining. He was honest. He had a passion for winning, even though he was somehow displaying an air of I don't give a fuck at the same time. He's now divorced uh, from his wife or divorcing. Probably because he doesn't give a fuck. From his wife because he doesn't give a fuck. And I watched that show. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit it. I watched the show. My wife watches the show. I always wanted to see more Jay. He apparently has discovered, discovered how Instagram stories work, which is, you know, he's a little bit ahead of me. But this is, this is his story from today. Ready? Okay, here's the deal. first story. It's a big one. We've got a, a chicken one. serial killer on the loose. We've lost quite a few. Tonight, we're going to set up a trail camera. See if it's a coyote, bobcat, I don't know, raccoon. Could be anything. Not sure. But uh, it's enough. These ladies are a little edgy right now, so we've got to figure this out. There is one, uh, one other possibility. Could be an inside job. Selma over there, while she looks... Nice and sweet. He's a savage with loose morals. Thelma, hey cat, 
hope you show. I hope you don't show up on camera tonight. Okay, here's the deal. First, sorry. Right, so, got got to show some love to my the best the best Chicago Bears quarterback of all time, Jay Cutler. Uh, he he's just he he makes me laugh. He's entertaining and he's trying to hunt down. And this is something that's actually near in my heart. I've had to do this to figure out <laughs> who's breaking into your backyard and killing your chickens. I've actually had to do this. Listen, I've had I had to pick replaced, up chicken heads all off of the ground. Chickens. I replaced. Them. All right. So we don't have to talk about it now. I've had to pick up chicken heads off of the ground. I've had <laughs> yeah, sometimes to... those chicken heads. <laughs> you gotta pick them bitches up. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes the chicken heads aren't where you expect them to be. I've had to chase foxes with a baseball bat. I've, you name it. I've watched the hawk try to fly away with one of my chickens. So I, I relate to what he's seeing, and I'm glued to his Instagram channel. To see what comes next for Jay Cutler, Chicken Hunter, Chicken Killer. I think I might. I think I might set up a a trail camera in your backyard. I got (laughs) to see this shit. (laughs) Uh, Pay to see that. It's uh, it's interesting for sure. Um, He lets his chickens roam around quite a bit more than we do. He's got a lot more land than than we do. But uh, at this point, he's either thinking it's a fox, a coyote, or his own cat. Which I have never had had the confusion of. <laughs> Cats making it look like it was a coyote, but a killer with new loose morals, as he said. <laughs> I, I can't wait till he ends up in the broadcast booth. It's gonna Don't, be great. Most most killers do have loose morals. Yeah, like. You would think so. You would think so. They yeah. usually go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, uh, that's going to do it. Wrap it up. Uh, we filled the time with a bunch of nonsense. I we I feel like we say this every week, but I can't wait till there's actual sports to report on. Are they are they doing like any kind of like spring training games? Is that in the cards for for baseball, or are they just going to go right to regular season? I didn't, I didn't hear about it. I, I know uh, I, I heard some some players complaining that they weren't going to have uh, spring training. So, uh, yeah, I think they're going to jump right into it. So, you know, we're about we're about a month away uh, from from some actual sports. Yeah. I, it was funny because the the pitchers were like all the pitchers were complaining that the hitters were just going to be way ahead of them, and all the hitters were like, "We're not going to be able to hit. We haven't yeah. seen anything." Yeah. So, sounds like an even playing field. Everybody will suck equally. Yeah. All right, lockdown except for, world. Except for the Yankees. Ex- ex- 60 and 0. Except for what Ben Roethlisberger's watching because he's not allowed to watch any <laughs> sucking anymore. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Take it easy. <laughs>